My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth, and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all-day coffee-sipping mama of seven and labor and delivery nurse who took her expertise in the labor room and turned it into an online one-stop shop for mamas looking for powerful education and support. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. So we're going to talk about the second stage of labor. If you don't know what the second stage of labor is, that is the pushing stage. So the first stage of labor has three phases. There is early labor, active labor, and transition. The second stage of labor is just one good old stage, and that is the pushing stage. The third stage of labor, and I did a podcast on this recently, is the placenta, the delivery of the placenta. So after baby comes out and before you're all done and cleaned up and laying with your baby. Hopefully you're laying with your baby during the third stage of labor. So today we're going to talk about the second stage of labor. So here's the truth of the matter. Some people will be die hard, don't hold your breath while pushing. I tell my students and my mamas in my pregnancy and postpartum membership when they're writing out their birth plan to tell their providers that they don't want to count to 10 and hold their breath during pushing. But I want to clarify that I don't mean you can't hold your breath because what I want for you is to learn how to listen to your body and find your own rhythm. Because even for myself, what worked with baby number one may not have worked with baby number five because I've had six vaginal deliveries. And so I want you to know from the beginning that holding your breath versus not holding your breath Neither one of them is more powerful or more valuable per se than the other. The thing about it is that you have to find the one that works for you. And sometimes that's doing a little of both. Like one contraction, you might be holding your breath and bearing down. And the other one, you might be moaning the baby out. I've even had patients that have laughed their babies out. I love those. I call those laughter births. And they're literally the most beautiful things ever. So your glottis is inside of your throat, right? So is your glottis open? Is it closed? Basically, is your throat open, your throat closed? So, you know, that would look like a closed glottis would be like you're bearing down, you're holding your breath. And open would be like, ah, you're still bearing down, but you're opening your glottis, your throat. So, Open glottis is pushing while you exhale out. And I say that it's not exactly an exhale as much of a 
breathing out or guttural sound. If you combine that exhale with that guttural sound, you're also relaxing your pelvic floor. But both of them begins with an inhale to get air in. So you want to make sure that as you're pushing, you're taking a breath in and then either holding it in and pushing down or exhaling it and moaning out or guttural groan or find your thing. I was telling my girls last night in my free labor coping class, which is part of our fearless birth experience. If you miss this fearless birth experience, join our birth classes. So right now, if you join our birth class, you're getting our labor nurse mama super bundle birth class or super birth class bundle. That's the way to say it. So you're getting a birth class, whether it's the VBAC lab or Calm Labor Confident Birth. If you don't know what VBAC stands for, you probably don't need that birth class. It's vaginal birth after cesarean. And then you're also getting my purposeful positioning class where I'm going to teach you all my pushing positions that I love. And then you're going to get my recovery class, my birth coach class, and 30 days in our pregnancy postpartum membership where I have a wealth, a library of workshop recordings. We have a workshop every week. Next week, my team doula is going to be teaching our members how to create their birth space. That is so important, even during the second stage of labor, even more during the second stage of labor, because if you think about it, if you have any fur babies, right, when they go into labor and they're having their little fur babies, their fur babies, legit, they don't just sit out in the middle of the room in the bright lights with their girl bits facing outwards, everyone staring, and as I call it the lights of God pointed to the girl bits. They find a dark, cozy, safe place. When you're at the stage of labor where you're pushing, it is uber important that you feel protected, respected, supported that it's the room is the way you want it so taylor our team doula is teaching a workshop next week all about creating your birth space that's conducive to more oxytocin flowing and labor progressing and so it's very important that you protect your birth space all that to say so back to open glottis versus closed glottis i told you i would get off on a tangent even though i have notes right here so open glottis again is you take your breath in. They both begin with a nice deep breath, getting air down into the baby, down into your tummy. But when you exhale with open glottis, you're going to bear down while you push and the air comes out of you, which can help you increase the pressure going down. I know it's weird, but if you practice, don't bear down if you're pregnant. But if you practice this without really bearing down, you'll feel that downward push into your girl parts. Okay, so closed glottis is you're holding the breath as you bear down. So really the only difference is what you're doing with that exhale. So there's no air coming out. And a lot of people will tell you that it is this downward push of that air and you bearing down that it's more powerful than an open glottis, but it's really not uh, true. They both are equally powered depending on you and what's working for you. The problem with closed glottis and why I don't like it, especially if someone else is directing you and counting and telling you to hold your breath for it, is that it's more stressful on baby because the baby has a decreased amount of oxygen flowing to them when you're in a contraction, when you're pushing, when you're holding your breath. It's like a 
triple whammy because the baby has to use their oxygen reserve during the contraction and during the pushing stage. The pushing stage of labor is the most stressful for baby. So how can we ease that? I would say if you feel like the closed glottis is the best way for you to push, alternate that with the open glottis so each of those contractions aren't as stressful on the baby. Make sure that you're using an upright gravity-assisted position because if you're up off your back, you're on your hands and knees, you're squatting, the baby's getting more oxygen. So you can practice this while you're pregnant, but maybe do it while you're taking a bowel movement, like while you're going poop. That's a good time to do it. And you can do it while you're urinating as well. Just take that breath in and then either hold your breath and bear down as you go to the bathroom or take that breath in and blow it out through a guttural moan or through a guttural sound. And I was telling my girls last night the reason the guttural sound works so good is because it also relaxes your pelvic floor. So if you're practicing on the toilet, if you're laboring on the toilet, if you get to push on the toilet, which some women do, um, and you combine this, the thing about the toilet and why it's so powerful, I encourage my students and my members, in fact, I've got three students in the hospital right now. We have, if you join our birth classes and you're an active member, you get your labor bat signal. I've got three labor bat signals going right now where they have a private DM with me and Taylor, my team doula. And I always tell them, get on the toilet three to four contractions every hour because our brain is programmed to relax the pelvic floor when we're sitting on the toilet. We were taught that as babies, right? As toddlers to sit on the toilet, relax your pelvic floor, let it flow. So that's really important for labor as well. So you can do while you're pregnant, practice this while you're having a bowel movement. You can also kind of practice it while you're urinating, but I find that it's a little easier when you practice while you're having a bowel movement. So I hope this was beneficial to you guys and that you learned a little bit about the second stage of labor. Now, the first stage of labor has three phases. The second stage of labor is pushing. The third stage of labor is delivering the placenta. If you want to listen to that episode, go to the birth experience with labor nurse mama. It was episode 37. And that just explains the really important things you need to know about your third stage of labor. I hope you enjoyed this shorty episode all about the second stage of labor, about pushing. There are so many things that you need to learn about your upcoming birth. So make sure you're on top of that. I'll see you again next Friday. Hit subscribe and you will get alerted when a new episode comes out. Bye for now.